0: Yo, is this seat taken? Uh, yeah. It is. This week, the seat is taken by... Uh, Lex Wright. She is a queer spirit consultant and brand ambassador in Chicago. Hi. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm excited. I'm I'm, super excited.
0: I'm excited too. Um, So this week's topic of discussion is sobriety, uh, specifically within the industry. We are talking about sobriety, and this is in like, no way, shape, or form trying to tell people what to do, Absolutely or not. how to approach their path of sobriety or non-sobriety, and exactly. um, this is just sharing personal experiences. And you have been sober for eight months? Yeah. Nine months? Eight months. Eight months? Congratulations. Yeah. It's exciting. It is exciting. Um yeah, do also, to...
1: a weird weird transition to be in the service industry and, and still working. So, like, I make booze, I sell booze, yeah, create cocktails. And it's definitely been um, a life change, for, to say the very least.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm not sober, but I go on sober sprints every once in a while. I think while. they're good. Yeah, I think they're... that, like, intermittent
1: fasting in the sense of, like... Um, Drinking is a a really good practice, I think, Mm -hmm. just to um, check yourself and your habits and see where you're at. And also, like, I feel like Chicago very specifically is so boo-centric in everything that we do, especially this time of year. Yeah. It's cold, so everybody's first intuition is to go huddle up at a bar.
0: Yeah. So. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I went three months last year. It's good. From, like, February to May, and I was like, this is the longest I've not touched booze since I could remember, which is insane, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like in 60 days, you start to hit this, like, whoa, like, epiphany point. Yeah. I don't know if you got, like, that at any point, but I was like who is this person? Like, I know, like, my personality and who I am and the yeah. way I act and the way I think, but I was just, like, there's this, like, different layer of me that's, like, coming out of the woodworks that for sure. I was just, like, taken back a bit by. And it can be really intense. I don't know if you had the same experience. Uh, I think
1: for me, like, full transparency, I had no um, intention to quit drinking. Yeah. Um, I was a heavy smoker. And I knew that the only way that I could quit smoking cigarettes was to take a hiatus on booze. Okay. And I think um, serendipitous or not, I I don't know what it was. It was just my time to not be smoking anymore. And it was really easy. I had, I like, I I don't remember having withdrawals. I was just like, done with it. You didn't
0: like feel like sick or anything?
1: No, I wasn't bitchy. Like, I was just like... Happily done, which had never been my case previously. It was like I'd make okay. it a couple days and be like, fuck it, I want another cigarette. Yeah. Um, but with that, it was probably this two-week marker of all my friends were checking into, like, oh, are you going to have a drink? Are you going to have a drink? And it was realizing at that point that I, I had never not drank since I started in the service industry here yeah. in 2008.
0: Yeah. Um, that can be like a rude awakening. You're like, whoa.
1: It was in every part of my life, and I was drinking in some capacity, whether it was tasting a cocktail, Mm -hmm. um, R&D, or having a shot with a regular, Mm -hmm. or, you know, the after work, shifty. There was, whether it was, like, getting drunk or just some level of small consumption, I was drinking every day, and that was something that I wanted to check in with myself on.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it just kept on growing more and more, and yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not here to preach. I'm not, like... For AA, but I do think that I am more in tune with myself than I have been in my adult life.
0: Totally. Since
1: quitting drinking. Totally. I make booze for applog I yeah. sell it for three different companies, um, and until very recently, was bartending as well. And I think mm-hmm. that it makes some people naturally a little uncomfortable to to wonder why. Yeah. I'm sober without you know them knowing my full story on it, but yeah. and I'm also not here like it's this is my own experience and. I don't look at on on anybody else's you know choice yeah. to drink or not to drink.
0: Totally. Yeah. It's it's a shame that people even kind of shame people for not. Within drinking. the industry,
1: it's it's an interesting thing how yeah. how uncomfortable it can make
0: yeah. people. Like, yeah. Like shot shaming is a thing. Like, oh, do a shot with me. Oh, you don't want to do the shot. It's like, no, I don't. Like, I don't feel like getting blackout drunk tonight. And if yeah. no, I do. More than two, I probably will. Yeah, you know, along with like, of course, drinking cocktails or beer, or whatever I'm consuming that evening, um, and people, I don't think people understand that they're even doing it. It's like, just leave me alone. I don't want to take the shot. <laughs> yeah,
1: or even, and I think with this is with great intention. People will, um, especially if you've been in the industry in Chicago. It's it's a small like incestuous network. And so a lot of the Super times, <laughs> Uh, gifting a cocktail when you see somebody of the industry sit down at the bar. Yeah. Without asking yeah. if they would like a drink. Um, and then I think a lot of people who, who are drinking, you almost feel pressured. Yeah. To consume a drink. And sometimes totally. it can be first thing in the morning. Sometimes you don't want to, but I like, those are some of those. It's like an unlearning process where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, being polite and letting people know that thank you, but I'm not drinking. Yeah, But like, I think that we're coming to this point, especially with, like, zero-proof cocktails or NA drinks, Mm -hmm. um, where it is part of the culture. And so I think some people are becoming a little bit more um, in the know and
0: respectful about it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, um, when I was sober for 90 days, that I was actually pretty surprised at how many people like kept up with me and they're like oh yeah like they would like be like you want a drink they're like oh wait never mind I totally forgot I'm so sorry I'm like oh don't be sorry yeah it's okay like I I know it's not like the norm (laughs) quote unquote the norm you know
1: yeah I think that I've been I have felt um, a huge wave of industry support which has been you know I've, I've decided to to share my my steps and progress on Instagram, and yeah. maybe it's a like a little bit of um, like holding myself accountable, and like it's a check-in place. Yeah, there's also like I have some allies who are also in the industry who've been going going through the process and their steps, but I think it's been cool to see how many people are like reaching out and um, at, at least just like cheering me on in a way where it's totally. it's really empowering. Totally. Sure.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really great thing about social media especially with Instagram is that it can be very supportive and it is a way to like hold yourself accountable because then you do get this like little bit of like a following even if it's just from your like really close friends that you know you're not able to see every single week because you know we work and it's hard to schedule things and if you can just like bloop it post it on the inner. Webs and people see, and it's it's also cool really because, nice because I stuff.
1: think it links people together. Yeah. Like I have met people through it who've who I wouldn't have known weren't drinking because not everybody publicizes it. Like I, I definitely know a handful, like Joe Briglio at Blind Barber does regular like <laughs> I said intermittent fasting. Andy, who was previously at Lost Lake, hasn't been drinking for about nine months. Mm-hmm. And so there's these people who've been in the service industry, you know, their entire adult lives yeah. here in Chicago that are like remapping. Mm-hmm. The way that they approach it, and yeah. um,
0: I think it's personally for me intermittent fasting yeah. is really important. I've been doing like thirty days off for the past two years, every four to six months, and then last year was like I was like yeah. I'm gonna do three months, like I'm just I want to see what happens. Something
1: over four weeks, there's a there's a switch that happens. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Sometimes the thirty days doesn't feel like it's enough.
1: For me, it was the social life that was difficult. Like, it, the mm. first 30 days, it was difficult to... For me, I didn't really want to go out yeah. because I didn't know...
0: It's hard. I. From my From my personal experience, I found myself being very picky and choosy with the events I was yeah. going to and the way I was socializing, yeah. and I think that was a lot helpful just with my life and how it is in the future yeah because it's like you find yourself just going to like you don't have to go to every single industry event yeah like most of them are pointless and it's just like a circle jerk you know what I mean it's like I want to go to like the ones that are like really special and and important and super intentional exactly that's a great word thank you yeah okay hi hi you got something to say about sobriety uh, let's get on the first segment. Sweet. Death meal. Um. Like, if you knew you were gonna die. I think
1: nostalgia is really important to me. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother's cooking was, hasn't always been my, my favorite, so, uh. um, chicken and dumplings, I know it sounds, it's like the ultimate comfort food but it would be my grandmother's chicken and dumplings
0: your grandmother's chicken not
1: like somebody else doing her recipe it would be from her
0: okay yeah is she from montana
1: no 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 she um she's because you do
0: have family from there right yeah
1: i grew up in montana um and most of my family's there and then uh my dad was from lebanon And then lived in Arizona. I did not know that you were... Part Lebanese, yeah. I have no
0: idea. Yeah, no, I'm also like pale as hell. (laughs) (laughs) You're super duper white passing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not look anything like my dad's family. My mom's Irish, my dad's Lebanese, but um, my grandmother's family came from Ireland and landed in Missouri of all places oh. so like southern cooking became a big part of gotcha. my family's like diet they're very like hearty everything's better with butter
0: I mean everything is yeah. better with butter
1: <laughs> yeah and I actually this this year I went home and she's she's sharing recipes with everybody because I think she's it's like yeah. nearing her time and uh, I got down to it and I was like okay well all these recipes are just really simple and they have a shit ton of butter and it's like no wonder I love them
0: you're like just add more butter. Yep. When all is spills, yep. just add butter. Yep. <laughs> that could be a commercial for butter. I feel like
1: my grandma could like she. <laughs> I mean, like Paula Deen incarnate for uh, sure.
0: Minus, <laughs> minus the you know racism yeah. part. Yeah, that's hopefully, whole... fingers crossed. As I'm sitting here wearing "fuck your racist grandma" sweater. <laughs> you are. I
1: she might be that though. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay
0: the next layer of sobriety that we should talk about you know
1: i think it's been a really illuminating thing for me in a lot of ways is uh remapping how i share time with friends Mm -hmm. um and i think if anything that's my like without being preachy that's my like new way of influencing people is trying to Uh, set up things that are not at bars. And, you know, I grew grew up in the Chicago service industry. Like, my life has been behind bars. Yeah. And it is something that I love dearly. I love making drinks. I love, you know, wine, beer, and spirits. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just find that so much of my life slipped by, you know, without doing so many things that are not influenced by drinking. And I think my friends have, like... Some of them, you know, will harass me lightly and with love. But I am definitely being, like, the cheerleader of, like, let's go to the museum. Let's
0: yeah
1: go for a walk. Let's, like, do any number of events that can happen in Chicago that are not bar-based. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think it's an, it's an interesting thing. My girlfriend and I were just talking about traveling. Yeah. And I know for me previously... I've always like ranted about people with dietary restrictions going to other countries and saying no to food. And now I I think about traveling in the future and saying no to cocktails at bars around the world. And Mm. so I think like, I am definitely I'm trying to figure out what it means to me in my future because I can't say what forever looks like, you know, I don't, um, I think I've talked to people like there's a, there's a woman who runs something called dynamics and it's just like a lot about recalibrating your relationship with alcohol. And I think that, like, I can't say forever, like, because I have a hard time imagining, you know, being in Italy and not trying a beautiful glass of Nebbiolo. Yeah. But I think for me, I am forever changed on my relationship and what it will look like with booze if I ever do decide to drink again. And I think that is something, and you know, what that's what I really hope people think about more. Yeah. It's not necessarily, like, quitting cold turkey and never drinking again. It's like how often and your relationship with it exactly. and like do you need to like does it need to be the catalyst of every social event
0: exactly like
1: i or like can I'm, you go on a date without getting fucked up yeah that's I'm, hard for our generation
0: it's really hard <laughs> but
1: like dating apps and drinking are like 101
0: i feel like it just kind of helps loosen yeah totally up a little bit Even, you get uh, like
1: non-romantic or like sexualized relationships like i that's what I was saying like it was hard for me to figure out how to go out and like even dealing with some of my favorite people in the world like h- like how do I deal with you while you're drunk if I'm not yeah and like getting used to that now I've I've definitely gotten there and like mm-hmm. I think for, for me like my first six months I wasn't socializing as much so I'm definitely getting back out there doing more intentional events um, and I'm just trying to to pair it with like a lot of like good personal work. Now that I feel this sense of clarity, like totally. digging in on some things that I was maybe masking, like
0: drinking totally. a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought up. There were a couple of points you brought up. But I'm glad you brought up traveling. Yeah. Because I, I do. I will say that most of the time when I'm drinking more than I usually do, it is when I'm traveling. Yeah. Because so it's like, well, when am vacation. I gonna? Not even vacation, it's just like, I mean, like you said, like, this is, like, our life. It's, like, surrounded by this, and yeah. I really do care about, like, spirits and bars and restaurants, and I yeah. want to check them out. Like, I'm a huge foodie, yeah, you know, same. and I like pairing my food with usually almost wine most of the time, yeah, really, same. and typically when I'm traveling, like, that's more or less when I'm drinking, yeah. and... Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because,
1: like, I yeah, I, I don't know what works for everybody, and I don't know if some people can necessarily say that, like, I'm you're not, you know, if sobriety is a need, then that's a need. But, like, yeah. for me, I, I don't, I never really, you know, was struggling with substance abuse. It was, yeah, so for me, I, I like, I look forward to being able to go somewhere someday and like enjoy. The first glass of wine somewhere totally. special. But for me in Chicago it hasn't really been that. And like yeah. and maybe it's because my saturation point, like I've I've done it, yeah. I've experienced it's the like things I've I want
0: to here. I've been in Chicago for so long. How yeah. long have you lived here? Uh
1: this year was twelve years.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it's been my a while. entire adult life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh you mentioned like recalibrating your relationship with alcohol too. And I, I think that's like an important thing to kind of focus on. Yeah. Because I think people <clears throat> excuse me, people often get really lost in it, you know, they they get like sucked into like the industry life and like going out all the time with friends and, you know, like, like you said, even like having a shot with your regular and yeah. it's like, well, take a step back and think about how often do you drink? Like, do you drink every day? Yeah. Do you need to drink every day? Do you feel like you can't not drink every day? You know, there's like different layers to it i mean for me i'm like you like i didn't have like huge substance abuse issues like i i mean i've done a lot of drugs in my life but (laughs) i've never been like fully addicted or like hooked on anything like it was everything i've done i've been able to quit cold turkey which is not by all means the same for a lot of people like if you are actually really addicted to alcohol then you should not quit cold turkey because that yeah. is detrimental to your health but I mean for you and me we were I'm sure you were were you able to quit cold turkey yeah yeah, yeah no Same. I I um I,
1: I actually I think that's an important note to touch on I, I do I have had a lot of people reach out to me um that are in a different boat than me and I've I've felt the need to like be like gentle and respectful and saying totally. like I I can't speak to this. I'm not a professional. Like I'm not telling you how to handle your addiction. And like there are a myriad of options that you should probably pursue, but like, I'm not your best outlet. And I think that like, yes, I am a very unique situation. This is, um, and it almost sounds like a privileged experience to just be able to like, it
0: is, but you know,
1: I did, it did take a lot of like check-ins and like reevaluation of like what was important to me and was rewriting and unlearning a lot of, um, very set behaviors. So. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the point that it was happening, I had just come off of a very boozy trip to New York with Apolog, which was fun. Like my job, essentially, that week was going to the top bars in, mm-hmm. in New York and showing them maplog, and then going out at night. And then I was working at the Charleston at night, which is like a shot, very shot influenced bar where mm-hmm. the bartenders are just like very seasoned and like can knock it back and then was working at Lula and I think I had both a case of like burnout from working a lot and then mm-hmm. just didn't feel great because I was drinking a lot and I yeah. was like I don't I'm, I'm getting older like when I came into my 30s it was like I had no recovery yeah and I was like I, I want to feel like I can like just feel great yeah And since then, like, I've been to New York, and that was, like, my first flight coming home from New York, not feeling like I was going to die.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which was a really, like, interesting
1: experience, and, like, New Year's, I woke up the next day and didn't feel like shit, so it's, like, there are some perks, and it's not for everybody, but, yeah. Traveling is, I I haven't done it yet, like, as far as, like, internationally. Mm -hmm. Um, I've traveled for work, and it's not been a problem. Um, I, I did go home for the first time for ten years and for Thanksgiving this year and mm-hmm. being around my hol- like my family during the holidays, I was like, I would love to have a drink right now, but uh, is that is that a good reason? Yeah. And so I think that's that unlearning there. I yeah. like if it's a great reason to celebrate and like it's you know that's kind of how I've rewritten my
0: totally my
1: experience with it at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah. It's like what I mean when I take breaks and then come back it definitely like Every time reevaluates my relationship with alcohol. Cause that's good. I, I do notice that when I do take the break, I'm like, yeah, I was like on a little bit of a bender there, yeah. <laughs> like going out like three times a week, which, like, yeah. I mean, for me, that's a lot. But yeah. for a lot of other people, that's, that's not... like not a lot at all. But for me, that is a lot. Yeah. And I. Waking up hungover three times in one week is not. It's lethal. It's not productive for me because i wake up hungover and if i don't work that day then i will not get out of bed until like two yeah you know what i mean At the very latest and it's like well i just wasted my whole day yeah because i have this big to-do list and i haven't gotten anything done you know and it it definitely when you take a break you're like oh my god yeah my to-do list that would have taken me like two weeks to do is now done in like three days yeah you know what i mean for sure and that's 100%. just me and my personal experience. No,
1: that was me, like, in a nutshell, maybe, like, amplified to a, a certain degree. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I That's why I said, like, I felt like I was sleepwalking through a lot of my yeah. my 20s. Yeah. Because it was just, like, go to work, go out, get drunk after work, wake up, yeah. and, like, sleep. Yeah. Sleep in because I felt like shit, and then go on. Yeah. For however many years, like...
0: 2018 was a really rough year for me because I was going through, um... Uh, healing from being heavily gaslighted (laughs) and I was like definitely I took a couple breaks but those breaks were not long enough to help the you know healing by any means so I was drinking a lot and then when I came out of it like during that three months earlier last year I was like whoa (laughs) it's kind of like a whoa moment at some points at least in a good way in a good way in a great way yeah yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, you totally. Want to do the next segment? Yeah. Okay, so it's guilty pleasure drink. Obviously, it's I can a give you. I acid. can give you.
1: I can give you alcoholic, and I can give you na.
0: Let's let's do both. Yeah. Let's um, let's make it fun.
1: Okay, so guilty pleasure. This would probably be my like claim to shame. I love a Miami Vice and, like, I don't care what anybody says. My favorite classic cocktail is is a daiquiri, but, like, I like to cheap it down with, like, a beachy, like, frozen cocktail. Yeah. Um,
0: Miami Vices are great.
1: But guilty pleasure drink. I mean, I've I've begun to feel guilty about my, my Tobo consumption.
0: Because it is mineral water. Yeah, right? I mean, I've it, heard if you drink a lot of those, you're at risk for kidney stones. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard cancer, but it's
1: also cancer. just like that's I, extreme. It's also so apparently the highest level of carbonation that's legal in the U.S. What? Yeah, but really, I don't know. I'm obsessed with it, and I it's I good. might drink it. Like I I've I think I've substituted um,
0: alcohol for topo for,
1: in a like a really heavy degree. i might <laughs> it's expensive too, so it's it is like expensive. a privileged. Yeah. bubbly water all the time
0: yeah I when I used to be like a huge fan of Topo Chico and then someone told me like oh you could be at risk for kidney stones if you drink those all the time I'm like I've been drinking like one a day so maybe um,
1: I mean one's a good start <laughs> that gets me going
0: yeah I like I'll, I'll drink Lacroix more often than not now. I
1: wonder what the difference is between Topo Chico and Lacroix in that regard then
0: uh, Topo Chico is a mineral yeah. water and Whereas, LaCroix La just, just like sparkling. a sparkling water.
1: It's the mineral buildup. The
0: min- exactly. Sweet. That's sweet.
1: <laughs> Got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm on it now. Yeah, that that's real.
0: It is real. It is real. You just launched... I feel like there wasn't... Maybe I missed the announcement, but... I you, didn't announce you it, didn't? no. Do you want to announce it here?
1: Um, yeah, no, I think so... Co is... Uh, it's just... I wanted an umbrella to take all of the freelancing work that i was doing and like kind of have a platform where they had like equal light yeah um you know applog is my nine to five my full-time job uh-huh. um and i definitely have a huge level of investment and in seeing where that brand goes into the future uh-huh. um that being said yeah it's i so mean great. it's their like, they're family so yeah. it, there's mm-hmm. only four of us and i think I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wouldn't have been for, like, joining forces with those guys. Yeah, um, I, I had a bad, like, bar partnership go south. Um, and so, like, remapped what I was doing in the most amazing way. Like, I, I, I was definitely, like, uh, down and out and wondering what my next move was and kind yeah. of was going back to Lula with my tail between my legs because I was, like, I'm fucking done with bartending. I can't do it anymore. I've done it. And for – Definitely, like, it goes without saying that Lua is a very happy working environment, so mm-hmm. I was lucky, lucky to be able to go back. Um, but at that same point, I joined forces with AppLug, and at that point, they were a growing brand. Um, now we're what will be considered, like, a national uh, liqueur brand, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, but about six months ago, I um, started doing some work for Burtu and then I just picked up another brand called Norton Aquavit, uh, which is a Michigan Michigan-based aquavit company, and they all do like events. Um, it's a lot of activations. It's a lot of hospitality work. It's education, and I'm doing all of it. But I kind of felt like my platform was mixed, and like yeah. some one one brand was getting more love than the next. And I wanted uh-huh. to make it like under the umbrella. Like this is who I am. I rep all three of these companies. They're all my babies. And, this and is what so, I'm but, doing. yeah, yeah. And I think that I love it's. That. It's been cool. It's it's you and I were talking before we got started about sales, and that was I thought you know in my mind I was like I've been in the service industry here for twelve years. Yeah. This is going to be easy, and it's it's definitely been a learning and growing experience. But totally. What I have loved is like being able to do activations and events um, on a brand side, which has yeah. allowed me this like curatorial, um, creative side that I kind of felt like I was missing, being behind a bar. Um, and I still get to make drinks like yeah. if I want to, um, I can help with menu creation and, but yeah, so that's kind of, you know, my growth of Apolog is, is ongoing and I'll kind of be doing like the, the national spread of working with all the new markets, but, um, with Bertu and Norden, that's all Chicago based. And I think it's also cool, you know, most of these companies are male owned and, I'm a queer female, so, like, I feel like my presence is, um, it's that, like, di- diversifying need, mm. um, you know, Norton Small, it's a husband and wife duo, Apolog was started by two guys, and, you know, they've given me enough creative agency and autonomy to really do my own thing, and that's good. it's been really exciting, yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of, like, what I'm doing now, and, and
0: then you work under Shannon for Brick2, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: kind of, kind um, of- yeah, no, Shannon is the um, national advocacy director, so she does, like, education across the nation, totally. um, and then does a lot of the, like, bigger brand activations, yeah. um, so she kind of oversees all the different markets yeah. brand ambassadors, yeah, and she's wildly talented. She's and, amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she's, yeah, you and her have many hats I feel like. Yeah. I think that
1: I like that. Yeah. Um I think it is definitely something I'm trying to tune in on in twenty twenty is like you can't do it all. Yeah. And like being intentional about the work that I'm doing and trying to, to say no when it's necessary yeah, and totally. Shannon's got a million and one things going on. You know, she just released a book this year uh, and then last year. Yeah, last year. This year's all the tour. <laughs> yeah. Um and, you know, Carved out her position with bertu which I yeah. think is huge. Yeah. Previously working, and
0: then she has Gladys. She's a badass Inspiring. for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I think. She, I think it goes to say that like, you know, Shannon's definitely cool, but like nerdy in a way that I really love. Yeah, and I th- I find that like nerds do prevail at at one point in life. Mm-hmm. As we get older, it's just like the cool thing. And she's just, she's very educated and informed, and like is very good at sharing that with people totally yeah
0: Yeah. I like your idea of umbrella because I've been trying to navigate those waters because I have like hospitality yoga now podcast I'm like well how many different Instagram pages do I need right now and I've been even thinking about getting a separate one for yoga and I'm like no like I don't I don't need a fourth one Cause I I have a meme page too and I'm but I barely post on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but I like your idea of like it's. Well, for me. Yeah. Everything's just kind of like streamlined to one place.
1: I and I took my personal off of there and that was a very. Uh,
0: oh, you took your personal down.
1: I I separated it and I think that that's mm. what a lot of people noticed was that I had a lot of my personal stuff available, mm. and I just found that like you know people who are buying booze for me or I'm doing events like they don't necessarily need to know what's going exactly. on in exactly it should be so um, yeah but that is how I I was able to grow and gain these connections was a lot of it was like you know online marketing and like what totally. I was doing people realizing that I was doing this style of work and then reaching out so there are there are pluses I mean social media rules so much of our life and I think it parred down my time also was my intention was that yeah if I'm not going through three different platforms yeah just one Totally. But, yeah, I mean, all of your things are so different, though. I know. (laughs) You could put it all on one page. I know. Just, like, (laughs) Allie HQ, like, the headquarters (laughs) of all that you do.
0: Well, my handle is Life of Allie G, so it's, like... uh... I think the handle's it. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have to have my podcast separate, though. That's, like, a... That's my baby that's like its yeah. own company I think it's-,
1: it's also like if you think about business it's it is a brand identity and that um, was something that I really wanted to focus in on was yeah though I am you know repping brands that already are established what I do and my style is very unique to me and so like how I wanted to represent that I wanted to kind of clean that up a bit and yeah I feel like that I'm just like fine-tuning
0: fine-tuning
1: yeah 2020 2020 fine tuning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saying no. <laughs> yeah, t- that I mean. That's hard. Hard.
0: That's hard, especially for like, I mean, you're you love working. I'm I can tell. from
1: Montana. Yeah, I it's love, like
0: I love working too, and I definitely I've said yes to a lot of things, mostly because I am a little bit of a people pleaser, but also yes. capitalism. <laughs>
1: I mean yeah money money is something that I'm I'm realizing it, it doesn't you know pay for burnout and that was one thing that
0: and I love what you just said. Yeah. Those those words are powerful. I mean <laughs> money it, does not pay for burnout.
1: It doesn't and it love like it. there's nothing you can do with it when you are burned out because no. burnout manifests in so many different ways it and does. I think very specifically in the service industry like somebody said to me At my last day at Lula, and at that point I was working for two different brands yeah, and at Lula. And so it was like coming down to like 75 hours a week. And like I'm in a relationship and I have friends that I want to take care of. And I I couldn't even take care of myself at that point. So I think what I did with Redco is like it it took about six months of me like funneling out the shit and coming down this pipeline of being like, what is really important to me? What is what is actually good for me? And like, yeah, what, and that's essentially what what it was was like. I I started with it like a wider opening and was taking in all like everything that I could, and then was like, I need to refine this. I need to refine yeah. this because I had probably the most extreme case of burnout at that point. And, yeah, but I was like, I need money to do all these things or to set up and prepare and totally. It I, I was my last day at Lula. I was saying that. Um, somebody said to me. Uh, the difference about being in the front facing service industry is that and then stepping away from it is that you won't have a thousand people a day wanting something from you. And I was like, okay, that's that means something, and it's now been like almost two months since I left Lula. And I already feel like this sense of being recharged.
0: Well, that's something I've been saying a lot is that people no matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert, because introverts get, like, really overstimulated really easily. But even if you're an extrovert and you're working front of house and you're dealing with people, like, people don't realize that that is an exchange of energy. Yeah. Like, when you're talking to people and you're servicing them, you are taking in their energy.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially when you're being of service to them. Yeah. And... You get, like, just burnt out from doing that. Oh, my God, You know what God, I yeah. mean? Even if you are an extrovert and you are a people person. Yeah. Like, I I would say I'm a extrovert and Same. I love people and I love talking. But after working four services in a row by Saturday night, I'm just, like...
1: Nothing <sighs> left to give.
0: Like, nothing left to give. Because, like, I've been doing the whole talky talky thing and you know like dealing with like really needy people sometimes and even if you have like nothing but great people like four nights in a row it's still it's draining emotionally for sure and physically too because you're on your feet for seven to i don't know sometimes 10 hours hours. yeah
1: that's the other thing is like your your body how that all lines of like Okay, so energy-wise, you're taking all that. But it's like, okay, so you, you teach yoga, so it's like, how do people in the service industry create boundaries? And, mm. like, even if it's just, like, an energetic boundary where you're, like, I, this is my force field, you don't get to take anything left, because mm. you still have six hours left in your shift. It's and hard. It something that I was never taught and was not good at, like, establishing for myself. And I don't
0: think a lot of us were taught. about no. Like, I didn't even know, hear the word boundaries until, like, three years ago. I was like, wait, yeah. what? I can do this? Definitely. I'm also, like, a huge empath, and empaths have a hard time establishing yeah. boundaries. Like, I still have a hard time with them, like... Uh, But are you not gonna like me if I set up this boundary like uh, like okay like I don't want you you know like it's like I don't want people to get mad yeah like that's a that's a huge thing it's like how do you set up those boundaries and it's um I don't have an answer for that question you said I taught teach yoga and I mean I can give people all the breathing exercises in the world yeah like I constantly meditate during like a really rough service but sometimes like shit gets crazy and yeah i'm like i need a fork someone set a fork on bartend please like i need it right now yeah i don't have time to say this nicely i'm so sorry i'm in the weeds (laughs) you know it's it's hard you 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 have to juggle a lot yeah and, like, the average nine to fiveer doesn't get it. They're like, why are you so tired? Yeah. Like, you only work, like, four days a week. And I'm like, I'm not sitting in a desk. It is very
1: different. It's so different. On so many levels. Yeah. Like, I think just being front-facing with the public is just, oh, it's, it's
0: Really. You, you have to put a facade on sometimes. For sure. Know? Like, how many times you, are you having, like, a bad day and you just have to, like... Suck, but it up. Um, suck it up, put it on a clean. So like, hey, how are you doing? I'm yeah. about to give you some really good service, even though like I have like a million things going on like yeah. in my brain right now. Like I am yeah one of like myriads of different things right now, you know. Or it's like when people are being like setting up ba- boundaries with people who are like being awful out yeah. uh, awful about outlandishly rude to you for whatever reason they have because yeah. probably they were having a bad day. You still have to be like. I'm so sorry. How can I make this better? And it's like, no, actually, like, I really want to tell you go fuck yourself, but I am in a quote-unquote professional work environment, so I have to, like, be really fake with you, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, where do you, like, draw the line? There's certain areas where you draw the line. Like, if someone's, like, yelling at me, then I'm like, I, Manager. I think as
1: I got older, which like I feel like the service industry is, a lot of us are, there used to be this like threshold where it was, you were too old to be in the service industry. But now yeah. you're seeing people like just carry on into 30s and 40s and it's normal. Where yeah. It wasn't previously like an industry norm. And if you yeah. were, it was kind of like a faux pas. Where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So something that I'm learning now is like, when I was younger I felt I let people walk over me and as I got older in the industry I was like I can speak eloquently like I'm here to be of service but you don't get to treat me like shit Mm -hmm. and like it was like I found a way to communicate with guests where I was just like kind of like tactfully fuck you in a way Mm -hmm. and like say it so eloquently that they're just like oh okay yeah I was being an asshole and like I think that helped because there was I also like talking about where we've worked previously but when we got started like I started with fine dining, and it was like that. It was no room for anything like that. It was no like room, yeah. how much ass kissing can you do in one yeah. night, and almost like how much of yourself can you just like not present, like your yeah. personality. And yeah. I think like ending at Lula, it was. I felt like I got to be the most, like, real version of who I am as an individual. That's-
0: you need that. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. I think
1: that's really important in the service. It doesn't exist it, everywhere.
0: No, it does not especially in fine dining. Yeah. It's, like I I hope some manager somewhere that works in fine dining hears this, but it's it's absurd that like you don't let people have their own personalities. Like I the last place I was working at, they're like Um you gotta, like, tone it down a little bit. You're being, like, a little too comfortable with guests. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you want me to be a robot? I
1: mean, that's real. A lot of people want robots.
0: It's like, I'm not here to be a robot. I'm not here to, like, do fine dining robot. Like, that's not what we were opening as, and I guess that's what it is. But I'm not gonna be here much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go in the last segment? Yeah, let's do it. High thoughts. I no,
1: I mean, I, I will say sobriety. I smoke weed every day, so <laughs> take it That's, as it is. Yeah, and like I think sobriety can mean I've actually had a lot of people like sobriety shame me and say that I've not been sober. Yeah, because I have continued to smoke pot and
0: alcohol and weed are two vastly different things, yeah. and they do two very different things to your body and your mind. That's and- a whole-
1: whole other episode if like, you want to have me back for a round table let's on do that, it i, I know <laughs> but, yeah. a, a few people who could probably talk about that i uh,
0: i agree because when i was sober for 90 days people were like well you're still smoking weed i'm like go fuck yourself
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> also like long. i
1: like i said earlier like i'm not a part of a steps program it's like sobriety wasn't it was like more of rewriting my relationship with alcohol so yeah anyways high thoughts
0: high thoughts um, Sorry, we went on a tangent about weed.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Um, I think that. Oh, I actually like to think about business plans when I'm stoned, or like uh, entrepreneurial ideas. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I live with my girlfriend, so our high thoughts are normally shared. Um, a lot about traveling. We also, you know, we're both kind of like celestial, like witchy sorts. So talking okay. about. The earth and emotions <laughs> and stuff like that. Love it. Um, but yeah, we recently, uh, High Thought was, we replaced our, our flatware with like ceramic plates and bowls because we wanted, you know, intentional objects in our house that were like man made. And that started as a stoned idea and then came to fruition. So, like, I don't think High Thoughts are always just like silly and bad. But yeah, yeah I don't, other than that, like, I feel like my evenings are all consumed by relaxing high thoughts it is and for me it's i it's escapism in the best way it's like a a beach vacation that i get to i choose to go to so
0: relaxing yeah
1: especially like for me i'm i'm a workaholic and it's something i'm I'm trying to to chill out on but it is one thing that can get me to just like yeah chill
0: i am um a workaholic but i'm also a tourist and we tend to um like to indulge in you know chilling yeah but since i am like on the side of like workaholic like weed definitely has helped me just like yeah it's just it's so calming yeah unless you like eat too much of an edible that gives you anxiety and then that's not that fun but
1: <laughs> i've learned i've learned my weed <laughs> thresholds and... yeah
0: you gotta you gotta learn them yeah are you more of a sativa or indica person or are you do you like hybrids
1: love hybrids as my uh if you want to call it my everyday consumer weed sure um i think there's a time and place for everything totally i I love a clean house so i'll take it to like a sativa route and just like deep clean my house Uh. um or like i like going on bike rides in the summer with uh, with a sativa yeah um so i've my mom recently has become a uh like reborn smoker she was she was ruthless when I was younger and now, like, it was, like, <laughs> I think she thought it was, like, the gateway drug to everything, and so it was, I don't know, it was, like, the devil's weed. Yeah. But now smokes, and I've learned a lot from her about, uh, you know, even just, like, CBD blends, so it's, like, 70% THC versus... Yeah. And then having 30% CBD in there and learning what that can do for your body. Like, yeah. Like, we're women, I have cramps that are, like, yeah. ruthless sometimes, so, like... Yeah. A good indica, where I can just, like, relax. Yeah. It's great. Which you can't find from booze, so it's great. Mm-hmm.
0: You can't. If yeah. anything, alcohol makes your cramps worse. worse. Yeah. So... I mean, you could feel that numbing effect, but then, like, it doesn't last that long.
1: <laughs> yeah. So many good things. So, yeah. I would say that my stone thoughts are always, like, whimsical, dreamy, like, fantasy worlds that, are, like, things I want to do. Mm. And some I bring to fruition, and some I'm just like, wow, that was... Yeah
0: wild and, and maybe stuff. yeah yeah
1: or try like traveling has been high on my mind i think that's probably just yeah
0: high on my mind lately. anyway because <laughs> it's fucking cold out so yeah like... i was looking at flights yeah, to, yeah, yeah like all the islands like cuba haiti dominican republic puerto rico anything and i was like these flights are only like three hundred dollars round trip in march right now i, was I like, know well, maybe i should I, you I should was like, go. i'm gonna if i can afford it i'm gonna do it
1: I think advocating for any vacation time, it's yeah. good. It's good research for your for your bar life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love I love traveling. I've been to almost every state, and I
1: have you been to Mexico City.
0: I haven't been to Mexico City. That's, that's my
1: next trip. I'm super I excited. Really
0: want to go. Uh, let's just end on this last question, and that's what change you wish to see in your industries or just in the world in general.
1: I think there's a lot of great change in motion um especially like here i think you know my most immediate network would be chicago Mm -hmm. um and that's the industry scene that i know the most about yeah and there's things like drink chicago style where i think they're amplifying um a lot of the good in the industry and the change that needs to happen yeah i think there still needs to be a lot more light shown on like the lgbt community and Mm -hmm. the poc community within the industry um, I think that like Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like that you're still hearing so many incidences of like, you know, white men in privilege being inappropriate, you know, across so many boards mm-hmm. and
0: or even just white women. You yeah. know white, white women don't get enough, you know coverage on the fact that they're just well, we're just as problematic as white men, you know what I yeah. mean.
1: Yeah. But also, you know, I think there's, Chicago is, there's a new place opening all the time. And what I really uh, hold space for are a lot of the old, like, places that are holding on. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think celebrating those, I think celebrating the, like, if you want to call them, like, the ethnic restaurants and in, in bars in and around the city because um, they're minorities. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, you want to talk about really good food, like especially West Side Chicago, South Side Chicago, like, mm-hmm. the best food may not be in a Michelin-starred restaurant. Even, Where like, the
0: North Side, yeah. too. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Like, you know, Rogers Park.
1: So much good food. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and that was something that my girlfriend and I talked about was, like, not going to the best, who's who's who restaurants and the newest. It's mm-hmm. like, let's see what we can see, like, find organically. Yeah. And just support the mom-and-pop shops. And I think yeah. that's really important to me. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I feel like right when I, I think there's a saturation point, people are finding new and cool different things to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, and I'm loving the the trend of zero proof and non-alcoholic drinks. And I yeah. think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I, I think I like all of those things are, are great to me. And I, I hope to see more drink Chicago styles. And I hope to see, you know, um, Emily Sperlin when she was at Bad Hunter, yeah. Dead, Ice Queens, and I was a part of yeah. that. And I think... Anytime that you can educate people and let people have a voice on a platform that's that's seen as important is just good for the industry. Um, And there was recently an event at at Lula, um, and it it got to highlight some of the best, like, POC Mm -hmm. uh, and queer uh, Mm -hmm. chefs and bartenders. And I was just like, wow, to see you all in one room, that feels like a really limited amount of people. Like, I feel like there needs to be a bigger
0: push. Yeah, Um, totally.
1: Yeah, so more of that
0: more of that yeah do you wanna say anything else no I
1: just hope you keep doing your thing Aww. and I look forward to listening more
0: thank you yeah. I'm really excited yeah that's my bye, big alright I'll talk to you later cute bye <laughs>